Hello and welcome to another Bertie and Paul podcast. I am delighted. I'm always delighted to be joined by somebody, at least anybody. But when you're joined by East School Bride Finest, the two Christophers, Mr. Mitchell, D- Mitchell Brothers, yeah. <laughs> how did that? We're the same age, aren't we? And how, how, why have I got a full head of hair? And used to have. Is it just that cold in East School Bride? It's the first thing it goes. <laughs> Stressed for life in Scotland. <laughs> You've got it easy over there, by I the sea. By the sea. I told you, Mr Nelson, I'm beside the sea. I'm right beside the sea just now in my, my holiday home. With my full head of hair. <laughs> damn you, Kane, damn you. <laughs> I'm not even a bit of on you either. God. I'm just sitting here. And you're the older Kane, are you not? Aye. Fuck, uh, Stephen's going to be a great nut, jeez. Uh, Steve, there was a picture of Stephen uh, last year and he looked like uh, not, the, not, not the doc out of uh, Back to the Future. <laughs> I'll send you on <laughs> I can see that resemblance actually quite he clearly. He was having one. He was just having one. I don't think he liked it. When, I think Mikey Dahl brought, brought it straight up. He's like, wait a minute, are you the doc from Back to the Future? <laughs> well, I'm Marty compared to him, but... Uh, yeah, what do you call it? So we're here because why are we here? We're here because Celtic. <laughs> As Barry says, Celtic couldn't be asked, <laughs> but we can be asked. At least, we, at least we can be asked. Come on, uh, we've turned up. So I'm joining. Did you not invite us on the last time after we lost? You only yeah, seem to get us on when it, we're playing poorly or with a bad result. Oh, so, just we're playing Europe. Just bring us on then. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> So I am joined by Mr. This is the second team or the first team is on the night we got here. That's a that's a question, Paul. You guys, you guys come on last time and there was just tons of tons of people were on listening to the podcast. There's all these single mothers. <laughs> I'm joking. No, it's it's, so it's Mr. Dixon and Mr. Nelson. There was there was a the woman from a woman from Perth came on last time. I had to kid her. It wasn't Christopher Dixon. <laughs> I'm joking. But, uh, yeah, no. Oh, the fact, a strange, a strange thing I learned today. Well, yeah. well, I was for some reason I don't know why I was doing that. I was uh, googling Aaron Ramsey, Aaron Ramsey drug bust. When I googled Aaron Aaron Ramsey drug bust, something came up, and apparently Aaron Ramsey, when he scores a goal, important people die. So read it, look up in Google. There's this I've theory come. when Aaron Ramsey scores a goal. Like somebody of a I heard royal. I heard there's some some royal has got COVID. Then maybe I go the weekend then. Yeah. <laughs> Vladimir Putin, something like that. <laughs> there's something mad. And I, maybe I read that before, but there we go. So Aaron Ramsey. Uh, so yeah, Celtic tonight. Uh, they say that your youth gets cut every every couple of weeks. Just a little. A story always breaks. It just sort of cuts your youth a wee bit away from you. Just sort of roads that. You end, you end up an old, bitter man. Now, was this European experience one of those sort of times for us where Hendo's telling me in the podcast that uh, Celtic should concentrate in the league? And then I'm, I'm romancing, I'm crying about Celtic and saying we still can do this. And... Uh, Maybe reality is slightly different from what we believe in. Is that 
That'd be a good taking what's happened the last two games. I like Chris go first, I think he's plenty to say. He's I'm, I, I don't know where I can start. I'm, I'm beyond frustrated with Celtic in these situations. But, um, he go back, apart from we were talking earlier on about Brendan Rodgers, with the exception of Brendan Rodgers either, where we did get some scalpings, but at least that was Champions League. Celtic haven't competed properly in Europe for 10, 15 years, and it, it annoys, it, for me, it annoys me all the time because teams like Bodo, teams like Cluj, teams like Copenhagen, these are, these are all teams that we always moan about Champions League can't play because they've got X amount of money. We, we dwarf all these clubs and resources. We've got, we've got everything there for us to be beating these teams. And we've not even competed to that half. That's the biggest problem I've got with it. And then we go during the summer months, qualify for Europe, and we complain about the fact that we're not in pre-season. Bodo Glump haven't played since November. They've not got a competitive game since April, and they look fitter than us. There's something, I don't know what it is, there's something wrong, but when the club and the fans accept that we need to rest players to beat Hibs at the weekend, and we play a full team to beat Dundee, but we rest players for a European game, I don't know. I I know, that I know the importance of the league this year, that can't be understated, but end of the day, Celtic should be achieving, should be looking to win every single game, especially when you're not, Champions League away from home, different, but this is the Conference League, we should be competing, we were talking last week, we're going to go and win it, and anyway, this week we're happy to accept second best. I was actually, it's, when, I kind of find it difficult. When I heard that you were having a rant, on the bus coming back, from the, from the first tie, actually, it made me feel happy that I wasn't by myself. Because <laughs> last week I kind of felt by myself slightly. I just I thought you were going to say you were happy we weren't on the bus next to Nelson. Oh, if I was on the bus, if we were on the bus, it'd be it'd be Friday was a day off. I declare Friday a day off because we went out. Because I I literally I don't understand I don't understand it at all. I still I went for a walk there because I were. Went for a nice walk. I'm trying to get with the kids and I'm trying to work out what the thought process is. And I cannot, for the life of me, come up with a logical viewpoint on this tonight. I can't unless Mr Dixon's got someone better to tell me why this happened. Do you mean their performance tonight or their team selection? Or both, a bit of both? both legs. I don't understand what's happened in both legs. I just yeah, don't I- understand it. I think it was over in the first game. I think they were so poor. There were so many people that played below par in the first game. Um, maybe team selection, um, the way they set up their tactics, uh, the players, just so many. Even like Jota has been a standout this year, just playing a lot of kind of loose balls. There were a lot of poor players. Um, I think they were always going to be up against it tonight. Um, I know we were having that chat about earlier on in the week about um, should they have played a first team and really gone for it or should they rest players? And I think I was in the opinion of I'd like to see them go for it. It'd be different maybe if they'd lost 4-0 and the game was over. Right, OK, just rest your players, concentrate in the league. But at 3-1, they were, they were, they were still in it. Um, team selection was a bit strange tonight. I think they rested five or six first-team players and then when they were down at half-time, we were saying, you know, when we saw, was it McGregor and Abada coming on at half-time? I thought, well, you know, it's just gonna, it's not that Ange couldn't really decide what he was doing. Was he resting players or was he going for it? Um Bit of a strange idea, but they were really off off the pace in the last two games. Um, I don't think I'm as upset as you two about the whole thing. I'm just obviously thinking about the bigger picture. I get that Chris is really upset about Europe, and you're right, we should be doing better. Uh, a couple of Celtic with their finances and our, um, our kind of standing European football, we should be doing a lot better. Um, 
but I think we were just so far off last year. The last couple of years we were in a bit of a mess under Lennon. I'm just so happy. I think we've made such great progress under Ange. Um, and we know how big, how, how, how important it is to win the league this year, given the money that if, if, if we're going to get straight into Europe, uh, Champions League with the money, also stop Rangers getting that money. Um, yeah. And I'm thinking, I think, I also think at the start of the season, it wasn't really Ange's team. It took a while to get settled. The board, to be fair, have backed him a little bit. And he's, I think he's created a good team there. If it was this time next year, if we were talking about Ange getting knocked out of three competitions, three European competitions um, in one year, I'd be a bit upset. I think I'm just kind of going to give him a bit of the benefit of the doubt this year, thinking if we can win the league, possibly win the double or maybe win the table, that would be great. Um, but I don't think a lot of people would stand for it next year if we were getting knocked out of three European competitions. But this year I'm thinking, it is his team. And I know, Chris, you were saying about... Um, you mentioned earlier on, Chris, about, but you were talking going back to which 2014 was it about the kind of the poor performance? since the last time they bet Villarreal. That's what I bet Barcelona. And I know, and as a club, that's unacceptable. But I think we need to think, well, this is Ange's team, so see how he does. Um, you know, this is his, this is his squad, this is his team, this is his time. See how he goes. If he goes two or three years and doesn't progress in Europe, it's not really acceptable because you say we, we need to be doing well in Europe. We can, especially on the other side of the city, are, are doing well. That's what I was going to touch on because I think what you mentioned there makes because well obviously I don't compare ourselves to Rangers in the day Rangers European record last two or three years has been average or above they've not had any embarrassments like we've had to get, probably didn't beat by Malmo I think it was was it qualifying yeah. but probably Gerard was looking to get his escape then at that point in time but they've they've had Benfica and Porto teams like that and got draws away beat them at home knocked them out. Potentially putting Borussia Dortmund out tonight, scoring at the moment six goals over two legs. And we're mm-hmm. scoring one goal against Bodo Glump over two yeah. games, who are in middle of pre-season. Another bit I'm a wee bit concerned about, I think Angie's done brilliant. And we've won a lot of games recently, see, since the Muddle away game. And if you bring in the Hearts away game, we've had a lot of kind of average performance recently. And, we're, and it's always good to win last minute. That's part of winning the league. But there's a wee bit of the performances that have dropped. And then if you've lost two games in three games out of the last three, momentum's a massive thing in football the mm-hmm. the confidence levels may have dropped a wee bit because they've not played well now in a number of games Tinker changing teams every week yeah. going away from playing the same kind of, I mean you had that Hattati in there and he suddenly kind of dropped out playing O'Reilly and Rodjick the same team who both go to the same side of the pitch all the time doesn't make sense we didn't work last week why are you doing it again this week but and then playing as we talked earlier on is putting Juranovic in the left at the weekend Um it just there's a few things a bit of a tinker man thing going on a wee bit recently which but as I say he's done brilliant there's no denying it and he's and he doesn't deserve to be tarred with the same what's happened the last 14 years that's nothing to do with him he can only be judging what he's done now because following on for you're saying in terms of getting a Champions League of £40 million the next game he might play in Europe for Celtic could be away to Man City and just thinking something like that and he's not had that chance to learn yeah. night, he's going to go and play another team it's so important to play these teams just to learn how to play European teams so so yeah. Sport Lisbon played Man City probably and get gubbed absolutely smashed I know was that but it was it was a trouncing like it was easy yeah. right that gives me the fear of God that. but what we've got is so right let's just park let's just park Angie Whatever we believe in him, I've listened to loads of podcasts and everybody, John Hartson was speaking for him tonight. 
Don Harrison was just honestly, <laughs> honestly. I mean, John, just be quiet. Just we can all sit and watch the game without you talking. Just you and Rob, and Rob's just like, oh man. Anyway, it's just park it. Just park all that stuff about Andrew and Posh Cottle. Park about Brendan Rogers Park, Gio van Bronckhurst. Let's just look at the two games. As a tactical manager, Postecoglou, for my view in the world, has failed miserably in the last two games. After 20 minutes, I knew that Celtic were not going to win the way they wanted to win. So in my little head, you have to then change it. And the fact that Roderick and O'Reilly were playing today, everybody was looking at going, he's played... And I was like, but wait, wait a minute, what midfield is he playing? And I looked at it, I was like, that can't be right. Yeah, he cannot that, that, do that again. Tactically, he was well off the pace. Now that in itself is 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 frightening. That means that means that it doesn't matter what 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 happened tonight, Chris, both Chris's, you can argue with me, was somebody saying to the Celtic board and the Celtic fans that his way with better players will be a supreme way compared to teams. So his way of 4-3-3 with the two guys running about and all that carry on, that way of playing football, if he gets better players, will beat most teams he comes up against. But Angie, that's not right. That's just not correct. Because... It's just, it's just not going to happen with managing Celtic. I think. Uh, uh, listen to him all season. I've always liked. I've always liked his mantra: "We play our football, we do our football." And I've liked that. I like mm-hmm. the way he wants to play. It's constant. It's like balls out of pitch. Ball boys are thrown in dead quick. They're dead aggressive. Um, against Rangers a few weeks ago, very aggressive on the front foot. Brown football watch. But I've noticed he says this all the time: "We'll, we'll just play our football. Doesn't matter who you play against. We'll never change. We'll never change." And it's always had a bit in my back of my mind, even just coaching, very kind of small kind of level, obviously, just the kids. Um, but you can't just play the exact same way against everybody all the time. You can't. Um, and last week, the photo gun, you could see that their left back, who actually turned out to be a right back, um, and he was, because you're like, he's so right footed, he kept going on inside. It was just simple things like every Celtic player kept pushing him inside. So if you've done your homework, you'd be going to that guy and making him go down the wing all the time. Mm-hmm. But he was coming inside of the pitch all the time. And even Forrest came on as a sub and he kept doing the same thing. So uh, do they watch the other team as much? Maybe, potentially, potentially or not. But um, that, that'll be a huge worry. And that's why he goes through tonight. It would be massive to see how he learned and approached against yeah, and that, that's, better opposition. That's, that's one of my biggest bugbears are going out. Yeah, but that's the, that's the point. The point is is after 20 minutes a game of football last week I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i not I'm like, it's all there, you can listen to me ranting and raving about it for but the fact is that I knew it was wrong now his job, what is, what is Postacoglu's job as a Celtic manager is to make us achieve as much as we possibly can in each season now, he could have won both ties like Celtic had chances tonight like this, this wasn't a great team. Like I don't care, but we just had to play differently. But we, we attempted to play the same continually. And that that goal, that first goal tonight, was absolutely shocking. From a from a Celtic team going away to play against a 
a European team that's 3-1 three, three up against us, to lose that goal like we did tonight was just breathtakingly naive. Because we we, we shouldn't be that attacking against... They just can't do it. We, we, we just cannot be that team. Man United... Man United could not be that team. They couldn't. Man United couldn't do what they were doing in England, in Europe, and and yeah. and, and Coclu had to win tonight. Tactically, he was all over the place, and we can talk think, about it. Yeah. On you go, Chris. We, you no, so I think all over the two legs. The only time it's out, it looked in relative control of that game was the second half tonight for about twenty-five minutes. I don't know if that was as much to do with the fact that Bodo had sat back and they're obviously four-one up. But Celtic actually pressed him, which was a way that he always said they would press. The first leg, Mader was up front and pressed, pressed, pressed. He turned around and Rodgick and Riley were 20 yards behind him. And then Rodgick and Riley still couldn't get 20 yards further back to help McGregor. There was a massive gap. Between, mm-hmm. So there was a there was, there was sink last week uh, and how they approached it. They were, the ta- I, I do agree, I think, tactically. As much as he played Pula last week, if your tactics aren't right in Europe, it's very hard for you to play well as an individual. He's, for example, Jotter's getting the ball and he's got two guys on him, struggles. Uh, and that's not to make excuses for him because Jotter should have played better. But there was a loads of examples. Mader was was um, constantly pressing. He turns around, there's nobody supporting him. There's no point one person pressing. Yeah. Um, and McGregor was getting hung out of drive and getting caught ball watching and changing, like, kind of winning to players because he wasn't getting any support. Why Hatati never played last week unless he was injured? I can never understand, but... Um, and it, it, to compound how he played the two of them again today actually kind of beggars belief but he's he's going to learn it this is his, the other thing I was thinking if I just my, my brother mentioned this is his first year playing European football as well um, so he's learning in that side I think he's obviously been in Asia all the time and European football is very, very different to Asian in terms of it's more cynical it's more, there's more tactics probably and there's a better standard of player um, fitness wise and that's not to be disrespectful to Asian football because we've obviously got some great players but and again that's a bugbearer that he's not had Conference League should have been the perfect opportunity to learn and we've kind of we've thrown it at the the kitchen we've burst it in the first opportunity because um, even if we went two or three rounds not necessarily going to win it or that, that's probably never going to happen but you should be looking to get two or three rounds and playing against a PSV or whatever it is or Feyenoord whoever it is someone a kind of bigger name and giving it a good battle but <laughs> That's what it is, but yeah, I think I think we we were really poor in the first game. Um, individually, players played pretty poorly. Uh, I'm not quite sure why they went for Rogic and O'Reilly at the same time. I know when it was Rogic unfitter away with Australia when O'Reilly first came in, and a lot of people say that's great we'll be able to alternate them. But we we're playing in Europe, let's yeah. playing in the league. We can alternate them, and I was surprised that they played them because they are similar players. They're a wee bit different, I know. Um, O'Reilly's maybe a bit more mobile than Rodgick but they, they are left-footed and they like to play far, far up the field and, but I think they're definitely, definitely better suited with two players behind them whether it's Beaton McGregor or Hattati McGregor so I was surprised that he did that I didn't think he'd make the same mistake by playing them so I, I, I really think we'd one bad game over the two legs we'd one really bad game where all our top performers played poorly and then tonight they made so many changes that there's, there's not making excuses but there are going to be you know there's going to be a kind of drop in performance when You've got to, uh, you make so many changes and sort of Starfield and Carter Vickers were playing quite, they're a good partnership at the back. So then to break that up and bring in two new fullbacks, you're, you're, you're going to drop, your, your standards are going to drop. And um, and I wonder how much he was, um, 
I wonder how much Ange kind of gave up on it and just thought, I'm not really that fussed about this game tonight. Almost as if he knew it was over or he wasn't really that particularly bored about getting through in the Conference League, saving himself and all that. There's been debate about, should he do that? Should he save the team for... Should he save the team for um, for Hibs and for the Scottish League? But you wonder how much Ange, I'm not quite sure, was was decided was, was team was team line up tonight. I, I, I thought maybe he's just kind of given it given up he on it. He didn't like, say that, but Ange said, "Ange said I always tell the truth, always go straight." And he said in his press conference, "This is the team that he thinks would win that game." No, so he must have been the only person, only person in Scotland that thought that. Right. Well, I, I was, I was watching. Going, maybe he's right. Maybe I'm wrong. A couple, of, a couple of changes. If he was really keen on winning the game, a couple of changes. Maybe McGregor. McGregor's still your, your best midfielder. Um, why break up the partnership at the back? Carter Vickers and um, Starfield played the two kind of reserve fullbacks. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know how much his heart was in that tonight. Maybe he was thinking, thinking about Hibs on Sunday. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not I'm not too sure. But I think we just did one really bad game on uh, last week, and then this week it was just didn't look up for it at all. But it's not. It's the thing is, like, Angie's not a, a boy. Like th- this, this sort of stuff is is this sort of high level, high level, uh, yeah, in quotation marks. But the fact is, Angie's 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 an experienced coach. This is the sort of thing. This is like a chess game where you've got to go into the next leg and say, right, how do we get this? How do we get those two goals? How do we work it out? And like for me. The first thing you do is you say, right, we're sitting in a back four that sits in and doesn't allow them space around the corners like they were getting before. You tell your defenders to sit in. Then what you do is you bring two midfield players in that can hold and break the game down and get in their faces. With McCarthy in the bench, like, that's essentially what he's done his entire career in the Premier League and for Ireland. It doesn't matter if he's a good football player or a bad football player. That's essentially what he does. So you play both them in, and then you just squeeze the game a bit. He could have done that any time. He's got the players on the bench to do that. But we still continue to play this. And this other thing about education, about players being educated, how many of these players are going to be here next year to be educated? He's going to buy another four or five. I just it doesn't just doesn't hang together for me the last two games. I don't think Celtic our standard in February should be playing a second tier team in February in Europe. I just it just it just it just hurts my brain. Maybe I'm just maybe again I'm the romantic. Uh, I'm totally with you on that to be fair. Uh, that part of it I still don't understand. I mean I was going to actually bring up I don't know if any of have watched the event is um, Netflix documentary from a few years back, uh, and they, mm-hmm. they were just following through their their, their psyche. It was before was there, it was way back two thousand and eighteen, and they they get beat by Real Madrid three 0 at home in the Champions League first leg, and um, it was all like oh, right. They, they all were raging that night, and the next day everyone were talking. Right, oh, we're, we're going there. We're going to win next week. All the press say that's you. We're going to go Real Madrid. We're going to win three 0 We're going to win three 0 Psyche was like, we don't lose. We went to Bernabeu. That was the year Real Madrid ultimately won the Champions League, and they went three. They went there, went three 0 up, and then Ronaldo got a penalty at the last minute, which was kind of contentious, and they got knocked out. But their psyche was that guy's going to Real Madrid. Obviously, completely different standards, but it's like we are going there. We're going to win. And it was just like that had it in their, their mindset that they've no gave up anything. They'll never give up. I get the impression Celtic gave up a lot of that. But that's not, you, you wonder how much it was, just thinking um, it's, a, 
Might not be the right attitude, but you wonder how much they were thinking. The managers and the players were thinking it's the Conference League. You know, the league's much more important this year. Yeah, if the Champions League, I'd, I'd be a lot more upset if it was the Champions League, Europa League, and they get knocked out. But you wonder, I don't know, you wonder if their attitude was it's only the Conference League. And I get what you're saying, it's a comp- European competition. We need, to, we need to do well and further ourselves in Europe. But you wonder, did they just think it's the Conference League? It's not a big deal. It's more important to gain automatic access to the Champions League. I don't know. The worrying thing is that some, if, if some fans who think that, the same fans who moan about the Champions League being a closed shop, um, just want to get it for the money, but they're not. And they're not. The, the Celtic's competition is going to be. Celtic should be a Europa League team. They should be challenging for the getting to the last eight of that every single year. That should be their aim. But you never know what Celtic's aim is. And then if you're in the Conference League, you should be really looking to get. I mean, obviously you could go and get Spurs or something, or someone get a bit of luck in an early round draw. But you should be challenging to yourselves to get to the last eight every year. Doesn't mean you're going to get there, but you should be focused and saying that is your aim. Um, every year that should be Celtic same because if we dwarf half these clubs in terms of resources we've got um, and also the, in fact just to touch back again about to get knocked out tonight your coefficient's going to go it's going to get dampened by all this as well because if we do win in Champions League next year chances are we're going to get no qualifiers to get coefficient points we'll probably get knocked out of Champions we'll all get knocked out of Champions League group and if, it, if, if the worst case happened became fourth we could get no points or very few coefficient points Again, it's just about building up, building your your progress and just continually. It's always about continuous improvement for me as a club and a, a team because you can't just pick and choose what game you perform. And, but that's the thing um, as well. Like that, that's the fundamental of these two ties, which I'm going to keep going back to the two ties. You've got 180 minutes to win a game of football. So after the first 20, you say, right, that's not happening. And change it. Just change the game, slow the game down, and then just walk and play into the tie. Like we Celtic have got no defined right to blow European teams away. None. Zero. So after twenty minutes where he's run about they've run about the lunatics and they're they're still passing the ball in the back, then you say, right, okay, let's just we're one nothing down, whatever the score was at the time. Let's just hold on a bit. Let's just play within ourselves keep ball and just try and manage this game. And even at 2-1, Atati gives the ball away. They've scored 3-1. And I, I like, listen to some guys talking today saying, oh, I was in the stars, like the ball could have went anywhere. But you just can't manage a game of football. And that 3-1 then kills the tie, I suppose. But Celtic about 180 minutes with well-paid football players and a well-paid manager. And we, we were not in control of that game at all. And that's wrong. That's just we were we are not outclassed. We, uh, Bodo Gump are not outclassing us. See the minute after. See the minute with twenty minutes to go when we started getting on their faces and McGregor started kicking people, and we got into them and they, they didn't like it. Why weren't we doing that at the start? Yeah. Like, like these guys are just preening about with a yellow strip on you, like lads. Just go and do something. There is a fascination about how good Bodo Glunt apparently were. I know they pumped Roma 6-1. If I hear that once more time, I mean... I know, that's what I was going to say. Roma actually did play... They did the literal player reserve team in that and they got spanked for it. But that same Bodo team got knocked out of the Champions League qualifier 5-2 by Liga Warsaw. Uh, I mean, that's... Liga Warsaw have never... I don't think they've made the Champions League. I don't know where they end up. But they're no no great shakes. That's ultimately nowhere near it. And... I mean, you obviously compare across the city, getting knocking out a team like Borussia Dortmund, who are ahead of Bayer Leverkusen, 
who gave us a spanking as well this season. So that's a bit of a reality check in there. But. As you said, you were saying, Chris, about the um, experience of playing in Europe and learning from it, and, and they have, they've have, Rangers have done okay the last few years in Europe, so they've obviously learned from their... their because they've got through knockout ties, games. got a few yeah. times. I mean, they're getting to they got the last was the last eight last year in the Europa League, maybe. I'm sure it was. It was, yeah. Um, and the last year before last sixteen, we've we've not got through any of these rounds at all, and they've never started at the Champions League and dropped all the way down as well. That's the that's the that's, that's the tears. My tears hit the desk. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to that I mean and actually, obviously that doesn't help matters I mean in the day we go on and win because the thing is if we go and win on Saturday or Sunday against Hibs if see if somebody comes in and says oh, that's, that's because we'd left players out on Thursday it's not it's because you've got better players than Hibs and we turned up in the day and we win it's got nothing to do with players being rested today same if we go and get beaten Sunday who are we going to blame then or is it because we travelled and we were back late on a Friday you, you take each game as they come we can't as soon as Celtic win on Sunday that'll be the first the people who think we should arrest the players will be like, well, that, that justifies us getting knocked out. And for me, it doesn't, it doesn't. Both, it doesn't make any sense because what should we have rested players against Dundee last week to play this one? Because Dundee are bombing the SPRFL. Should we have been able to beat them a second string team? Surely, to goodness, we should have. But we, should. again, we've not been performing well, which again, ties into... Yeah, well, we, def- we definitely should be able to beat these teams. I'm absolutely no doubt we should be able to beat Dundee and beat Hibs, but there's definitely an argument that Celtic have in the past come back from Europe and struggled. I don't know why. I don't know if they're tired or fatigued or I don't know. I don't know what the reason is, but there's definitely and it shouldn't really happen. It definitely shouldn't happen. There's definitely a case that some teams do come back and, and struggle. And I don't know if it's just Celtic. I was trying to look in, we were chatting about it all night. I was kind of trying to research it and seeing if um, you know other countries if it does happen. Um if it's, if it's a case that some teams um, drop points after coming back from Europe, but I, I couldn't really find a kind of definitive answer on that. I don't know. I know Celtic have done it in the past sometimes. They've turned up and just been struggled. I don't know why. It shouldn't really happen. You know, if you're fit enough and it's just another game. Um, what I don't get is, let's see if you've travelled, right? So if you're if you a river, who never came on the night? Um, Hattati over there. Uh, Vickers over there. They're not getting back till tomorrow morning. Is their performance level going to be any different for somebody who's played in the game for half the game or a full game, but yeah. they still come home at a different time? It, I, I, I struggle to figure if that's going to have made because the biggest problem with these games is probably the travel, and they've all travelled anyway because they're only part of our squad. So I don't maybe very naively saying that. And if we'd won two 0 last week, we'd have played the full team. Yeah. So yeah, that's the thing as well. It's like the lack of focus, right? Like we're playing a European tie, and like it's like thirty minutes to go, and John Hartson and Bob start talking about, I'll get keep themselves fret one eye in Edinburgh and all that, and that drives me utterly mental. I'm like, this is a prize competition. Like we're getting, we spend all our lives trying to get to Champions Leagues and stuff like that, and then after like it goes, oh, our eyes are moving towards Hibs and. I just, I, I, I just, the lack of focus for me is unreal. Like, like, we, we the thing is, but like, nobody's talking about the other scenario, Mr. Dixon. Can you imagine this scenario? Rangers get a bounce, right? We go flat, and Rangers end up in the semi finals of some mad European, and they win the league. That, that's the other scenario. Then we sit and look at this week of, this seven days of Celtic just not 
producing anything and not playing their best team when they had the chance to play them. So that, that could be the cardinal sin tonight. I don't think it will be. That could. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought that. I think if Rangers are in Europe now, they might have one eye on Europe, and don't know if they'll be resting players or whatever. Other players might be tired. Whereas we've really not got any excuse now that we've got all eyes on on the league. There's no excuse for us to, to drop many more points now. Other um, scenarios: they win the Europa League, get in the Champions League, we win the league, and we get in the Champions League. Everyone's a winner there. <laughs> <laughs> you can delete that. But <laughs> <laughs> Listen, what's the um, trying again? I'm trying again. <laughs> I was talking the other night and my brother was saying that you know we're talking about everyone saying about guaranteed access to straight access to the Champions League if you win the league my brother seemed to say that he read somewhere that oh, there was some scenario where we might not get in if the team who wins it doesn't qualify in their own league is it doesn't qualify in their own league Aye. right so he was saying he told me it was can he, he said if the team that wins it doesn't win their own league and I thought that can't be right so if the team that wins doesn't it doesn't so qualify directly so it's like if you come to the top three in England one of the top three in England win it you're, they're guaranteed in top one or two in Italy and top, right. top so if Man, United, if Man United won it um, they could finish fifth in the league yeah so they get an extra space they would bump us out right I so think that's still that guy's at Marav check on Twitter who's always got all this stuff on Europe I'm sure it was him that put it I think there's only two teams where they're sitting in a league just now could cause us not to get it but so if, so, so, it, so let's, let's look at that then so that, look at this scenario so Celtic win the league and we get into the Champions League proper I mean how many grade A top class players do we need to fit into Angie's system to give us a fighting chance of not not getting pumped. I'm not I'm just talking about not getting pumped if he plays those tactics continually against other teams. I mean we could I mean I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm look I'm just seeing what I'm seeing. The, I mean that's the bad the Champions League, the only reason they get Champions League is getting the forty million pound in and taking a runner. That's why I'm interested in it. That's why, from a football fan perspective, I want to see us in the Europa League. I want to see us in the Czech Conference because I want to see us play against proper football teams. Champions League, you're talking about Sporting Lisbon against Man City. That's no proper football. Even Inter Milan feed Liverpool the other week. Oh, was that a lie? And Inter Milan played their arses off played so well that Liverpool still ultimately win quite comfortably 2 0. And it's like they were taking their foot off the gas, though. Champions League is just a, it's, it's, there's only two or three teams in it at the most the rest are just there to make up the numbers whereas Conference and Europa League you've, you should have a faint chance if you if you're tactically astute I'm crying again you're not making me feel any happy yeah, I, we, we don't really I don't think our board really would, would, would spend much of that money if it was whatever it was a guaranteed 30 or 40 million they would put it in the bank and just historically the, the board are just always just spend just enough and again, it'll be the same next year. They'll just spend just enough to try and win the league or retain the league. I don't think they'd spend any money on Champions League caliber players. I think they would expect us to get put down into the Europa League. Well, on, the, um, on, the, on the Guardian. I can't see strength in that much. That's what the Champions League coming third for me is winning. That's what you want. You want yeah. to get in the Europa League. Get in the Europa League, maybe get a run there. Maybe. <laughs> We should. That, that in theory, that's what I've always. It's even in Rogers, we've we get knocked out the first round. We've not done it since two thousand and four. But that was always a frustrating. Celtic should even under Rogers should have had a go at that that level. But yeah. but the the thing is, yeah. like you're, the thing is again, like Bodo Bodo Glimp were like they were like a pub team. They were like they were like a Crystal Sunday Sunday League team. They were a boozer team two years ago, three years ago. 
we've got all this history, all these stuff, all I mean, this money made, all this stuff. We, they, are, they, are very, they are a very well organised team. I mean, I was, and that's not taking away. That's not saying five one. We've been beaten five one over two legs. You watched last week. They they are a team who are very very well coached. They knew exactly what they were doing at every stage. They were big, physical, strong players. Um, and obviously, they've been the guy. But the guys sold the four best players, or the four or five best players in January there. They placed them. Some of the guys made a debut last week, and they just slotted in seamlessly. We are miles away from that kind of level. And the ironic thing is, the folk are talking about him being that, well, mentioned, apparently he was talked about being Aberdeen manager last summer. And then, apparently, and then obviously, it never happened. But remember, Dyla did something similar over there. One, two, or I don't know if it's one or two leagues in a row. Mm-hmm. Came over here and Scottish players, like Scott Brown in particular, and a few others. Like, what the fuck? I'm not Joseph Bromley drinking Iron Brew and having fish and chips for my lunch here. Mm-hmm. It's like these guys, they are, there's a different mentality to how they, they, they coach and the players probably look after themselves as well. But. but that, but, uh, I just maybe, again as I started the podcast maybe this is just one of these wee things in the world that just doesn't well, there's lots of things that doesn't link up to Paul Kane's view of the world and maybe this is just another one no. just Lozanne just goes home and says I, I'm going to tell the press that we played our best team blah 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 and you're like okay fine and then gullible Paul goes on watches the game even at one nothing down I'm like maybe we can do this like and I'm like, Paul, get a grip of yourself. I mean, we don't care yeah. enough to win this game. That's a sad indictment. No, I, 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 think, I think you're right. I don't think they, they cared much about it tonight. I don't, I don't, terrible. The way they played, I don't think. I think... I'm sure they cared about the first game. I think it's off night. Um, I think a lot of the players will be get their eye on the league. Um, and I think a lot of fans will be happy with that. We go back to a week and a half ago as well, both him um, and Jacob uh, Marcus both said that they wanted to go all the way to this tournament yeah. and they spoke up and then Anne said he's, he's only in it he's only in any tournament to win it mm-hmm. he even spoke about he did that with the World Cup with Australia he actually went there believing they would win the World Cup that was part of his mantra that they'll win the World Cup every tournament he's ever entered he said there's no point in entering anything we don't win it and it maybe and if he did think he was going in there with that team to win it tonight then in some ways that's probably more concerning than if he didn't We'll see you know, again. I don't like the way he done it. If he played a reserve team, but I would. Oh, if you just say it, Chris. Just say, look, guys, we're. we're yeah, can't even say that, but I don't think he could ever come Okay, so the, I'm going to go start ranting. You ready? <laughs> How many Celtic fans are sitting there freezing their nuts off watching that guff? Ten pound a pint they paid, I know, right? Sitting up there and some sort of arse, arse <laughs> backwards stadium, right? A white thing. I don't know what was going on. Like basically, we went to Hamanakis, a worse stadium than Hamanakis. Those boys are all sitting there, twenty years that, old, that, spent their hard dead. Let's, let's remember the working. Remember the working chat he was saying about we have to, we have to uh, give the fans something because remember everybody was giving oh Angie great stuff, great stuff. So all those boys work during the week. They go to Norway, freeze their nuts off and watch that. Begin beat by like a, a, a souped up Livingston. I mean, Pellegrino. I mean, when we started giving them a wee bit, their balls, the balls were getting loose. When we started getting in their faces, things were big. They weren't happy. But we'd never done that for two whole games. And all those boys are sitting watching that in the middle of Norway. And they might have the best night of their life. Maybe they meet the woman of their dreams over there. 
I don't know, but that doesn't line up from what he said. Or just turn around and say, like, lads, we're just going to bin this. Don't bother travelling. We'll pay your we'll pay your fees. Because, just say it, just say it, Angie. Just say, that we're not bothered this year. Nah, I can't be bothered with the old intertoto, you know what I mean? Again, to kind of talk, swap it back around uh, to compare yourself to Rangers, what do you think Rangers would have done against Bodo and what do you think we did against Bruce Dortmund? Be honest, what do you both think? Yes. Well, see, the thing is, here's it. Sorry, Chris. You, you, the thing about Rangers players are they're so Rangers players to a man are all selling themselves. That's the difference. So, Chris, and I'll explain it myself in a minute. Chris Dixon, on you go. Tonight, Rangers. I'm sure they're going for it. Um, no, I'm saying just in terms of Jenk, Jenk, if they'd played both over two games, do you think they'd have knocked them out? And Jenk, we'd have knocked them out. They probably would have either. They're, they're a decent European side. I don't know what the difference is between us and them, but they're obviously the way they set up. Um, either a decent European. I watched them tonight against Dortmund, and they're a, they're, a, they're a half decent side. Dortmund, Dortmund had chances tonight. I don't know if it would have been different if Haaland was playing, but there's still plenty of good players, plenty of international players, and Rangers were pretty comfortable tonight. Didn't see the first game, but they, they, they looked okay tonight, so I, I think they'd have probably beaten them. Do you think we'd have bet Pressure over two legs? Us? Aye. No chance, no. No, <laughs> no, we're not, we're not at that level. We're not, not. And, and again, I'm going back to... I know we're going back years and years and we're saying we've not performed well in Europe, but I'm just going to give an Angie benefit of the doubt saying this is his first first year and if we win the league, the end of this... Is it not Gio Van Bronckers' first year with Rangers as well? What I know he's taken over... Gio Van Bronckers has just taken over three months ago. Aye, but I think he, he came in. I think Gerard had him well set up as well. So he's kind of come in and there's been, he's, been, he's taken over them and there's not been really meant much change to their tactics and their, their setup as far as I know. Whereas, whereas when Ange came in, it was a mess. Lennon was an absolute, you know, was a shambles at Celtic. So he's, he's, it's a brand new team that Celtic have brought in, completely brand new team. 11 players, I would say, maybe uh, changing their starting lineup from last year, whereas it's pretty much Gerard's team that's still playing under. Under Van Bronckhurst, so I don't think there's a lot changed there. Um, I next year, if we come back next year, we're saying the same thing. We get knocked out of three competitions, maybe different. But I'm 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 happy with the situation we're in. Going back to, I think the last time actually we were on here, we were talking about Lennon. We were saying they should have been sacked in October, and we should have brought someone else in. Kanji's <laughs> done a great job. I maybe he's not up to it quite. Maybe a bit naive in Europe so far, but I'm I'm, I'm delighted with what he's done so far. And we'll make a call on him on his European performances, you know, next year. See, I get, I get, I get what you're saying. I, I do. I, I'm not. I'm just looking at these two, these two games, and I'm. I just like. I go back to like. I go back to something like. Remember Tommy McLean or the McLean brothers playing in Europe? Like they, they made every single minute hell for the European teams playing against them. That Aberdeen team, the Cup Winners' Cup. They were in their guys' faces. <coughs> Celtic and Seville. The Celtic Seville team went to went to war every single game they played. And they played in tough venues. Yeah. I didn't see that tonight at all. And that's what you need to do to win Europe, European competitions. You've got to go to war for your club, for the jersey. Tactically, yeah, fine. But you've got to go to war. Like, no, they were Celtic playing against Blackburn. Like, they, were, they were going bananas. Nah, real, Celtic real were fighting. And that's not that's not that far away. Different standard and quality of players. That that was a great team. That was a full a team full of real winners that we had under Neil. But no, I get that. They, they didn't look up for it tonight. Uh, I know. 
Okay, so look, see, that's the thing, but I think the problem was the, is the that... It's massively different than 20 years, I would say. Okay, okay, right. But is it massively different from three weeks ago when we pumped Rangers? No, I'm, I'm not... You know what I'm I mean? Like, compare that, the back that, to that, yeah. That, yeah, that 45 yeah, minutes... Yeah. That, well, so wait a minute, that 45 yeah. minutes was every Celtic player playing for Glasgow Celtic. 100%. That was the best 25 minutes you've had. Right. How so you've went from three week weeks ago, three weeks ago to playing a team called Bodo Glimp, or whatever their name is. Well, I mean, they've got a fine fair jersey on and we can beat 5-1. <laughs> How is that possible? How is that possible? We were talking about three weeks ago saying, think, think this Celtic team would have played the Invincibles. Or how would they go on? We're waxing lyrical, blah, blah, blah. Three weeks later, we're getting... Punted off Feinfair in Norway, who were rubbish four years ago. How is that possible? I think I think the boys. It's not just about. I've seen that. It's not just about the Bodo game. I think there has been a there's been a downturn in their performances in the last three or four weeks. I mean, you go back to Aberdeen. They were pretty fortunate to get away with a victory up there. Um, I think after the Rovers, Andrew went right through them because they were appalling. They never had. They've, they've not. I've not seen them play with that tempo since the Muddle game. Uh, any at all the Aberdeen game a wee bit in the first half but they've been three or four games now and is it because he keeps changing them is he putting too much effort into training in terms of too much I don't know like too much intensity and they're, they're knack but they just they don't seem to have that I, I don't know and I don't think he's lacking it's not going to be a lack of effort and these guys are all new they're all most of these guys are young and want to probably want to be sold to a stepping stone which is, to me, I'm perfectly fine with that anyway. If they do well with us, and that's the, yeah. that's the point as well. I was good. Is it, Chris Dixon saying that Rangers would have beat Bodo Glimp, Morelos, not Kent. They all turn up for the European games because they know they're in the shop window. Like Morelos, I think Morelos got a haircut. He was like, <laughs> Morelos has been in the shop window for about fifty years. No, but they, they, they really turn it on in Europe because they know against a game against Dundee United, nobody's watching. But a game against Borussia Dortmund. They're all on it. Like, Golson's yeah. playing like Barese and all that. You're like, what is going on here? But they're selling themselves. Whereas, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, I, I'm not, Chris Dixon, I'm not slagging Ange off here. I'm not being, I'm not being disgruntled. I'm not being, I'm not, I'm glad Apostacoclo <laughs> is here, but I think this is a big milestone where tactically he was inept. When did we get knocked out of the Europa League? When was that? <laughs> when was it, Chris? We knocked out of the group stages because we came third. So when was that? When? 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 when December. We <laughs> December. Aye. I'm just trying to think when we kind of really kicked on with our season. I know we had a slow start to the season, uh, and we've kicked on. So I think the Champions League. Well, can I give my bio on that? Because it wasn't his team. He could say it was. We still working with the kind of leftovers from last year's team, but. Um, and it was more kind of like, was it kind of like October, November, December that we really started to make progress? Um, yeah. I think if you had to go back through Europe, but just me, you mentioned it, it's worth looking at that, because the Europa League group stages, first game we went to Betis with 3-0 up. Okay, that's right, yeah. 3-0 up, and then we still lost that 4-3, because we just kept going for it and kept going for it. And whenever at one stage we say, right, let's hold this. I remember the time to watch it. Sorrow was going around kicking folk for fun, and mm-hmm. was on a booking, and we left them on the pitch for too long mm-hmm. so fair enough that was the first game but we played really well in that game but we still lost 4-3 then we get pumped 4-0 by Leverkusen at home and again I think we actually attacked well they, they were clinical they were they were on form 
there was some well that was disappointing you get away with it a wee bit brilliant against Fenerbahce home and away I thought we played really pretty well in the both three games although we lost that thing we were over there winning the 3-1 lost the second goal and then our arse caved in and we nearly drew three each again we just panic went to Leverkusen 2-1 up and he took off a badder and Jota or two yeah. winners and put him, I remember thinking, what the fuck are you doing here? He, he took, and he, he, that was the only game he seemed to sit back, whereas we were on the front foot in that game. Yeah. So there is a few mistakes in the game. That's, he's got to learn. He, he, he's got, this is his biggest job, job he's ever had, without being disrespectful again to the clubs he's had. When I love Ange, and I think he will, I think I still totally believe in that he'll, he will do good for Celtic, but he, he can't be without criticism. There's too many fans who will say, oh, he can't criticise. In the day, he, you've got his, there's well, no point in the kind of sugarcoating things. It's no. Well, we just see, you see, we're here to look at it and say, well, look, that, this is what what happened tonight, and what happened yeah. tonight was just bizarre. Like, I, I just we're all watching it, like Celtic fans, and sitting there and going, okay, nothing, 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 like nothing was happening. Even Rolston, um, Rolston get kicked tonight and didn't even look that ball at the bottom. Like, only just, they, but, they brought this up. Zone. McGregor and Abada made a big difference. Abada was unlucky a few times, but, yeah, but that, he, that, the game's gone really. But then, I mean, I know you were saying, I was like that, I was like, 15 minutes, oh, can't go here, we're back in it. But in theory, if he scored one goal, they'd have been back up and scored, I think. So, so yeah. let, let's just go back to what you said there. We'll probably have to wrap this up. But let's go back to what you said there. We brought on two of our best players in the second half and we looked as if we were in it. I mean, what football manager does that? Well, tell me, tell me another football manager like Conte. Conte sh- shoved on, <laughs> shoved on Harry Kane at the weekend with ten minutes to go. And my Spurs started playing well against my side. No football manager starts a game with what his good players on the bench. End of. And then brings him on for no reason. There's no reason to bring McGregor on then. If he's not going to win the game, don't bring him on because he he's an ast- Like there's no. Logical reason to what we did tonight. There's no logic to it. I, I, I'd be saying at half time, obviously, Chris. I, I don't get if he wasn't playing McGregor because he was resting him. Don't play him. Then why are you bring him? Well, that is a that's a completely bizarre call because you either start with your strongest and at half time you can beat one 0 go to throw a towel in there, take them off, but to go one 0 down and then bring on two of your best yeah. players. The, the worst thing would have been to lose and one of those players to get injured in the second half. Would have been worse for you two in this podcast because I'd have been absolutely smashing this house up. <laughs> like, I, Just wait to go to Easter Road to get beat then. Because I start watching the game differently and I'm like, there's McGregor on. I'm like, oh no, Phantom the Opera. And I'm watching it going, Nobody, don't kick him, don't kick him. And then McGregor starts niggling people. I'm like, oh, here we go. The thing is, but it's, it, you put your man Kyogo on in the League Cup final. I've not seen him since. Uh, not, I, look, that's just factual. It's just factual. Really I don't know. What happened? I think, I think the final was end of the day was probably the right call. The one at St Johnson when they put him on in the boxing day was clearly bonkers. We played eight minutes. <laughs> uh, was that when he came on? Came on as a sub? No, he started that game at the boxing day, and he was up front with the boy Beabada, and that young boy came on with the kind of career came on, but and he pulled it. He's ham- and apparently Hamid had been go- he'd already pulled it three times in December and he still played him and it was freezing that day absolutely freezing up there and you're like god man you've got um, <laughs> did he not come on as a did he not come on as a sub one time when he, he was, did he against Betis when we were, and he came on it was the Betis one we were already out 
and he brought him on because I yet to get injured. Ah, that's the one. That's the one. Um, and he brought him on then. Then he brought him back for the cup final. <laughs> then he left him out for two weeks and then played him in the St. Johnson game. And they get brought again. You're like he probably hadn't trained in that whole time. And they just came Aye. in for him. Obviously, it shows his quality the, the cup final. But the fact that he was good in the cup final. Yeah. Um, and then his dimes in the back pocket. He's just a bit of class. Ah, he's good. He's a good oh, player. so what? I'm dying. I just. Hopefully, like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to be negative, but just you just got to see what you, you know what I mean. Nah, it's exactly the same as Rogers. All those years ago, as Rogers watching playing against PSG, and I'm like, can you remember Ralston's playing against? I was like, why is these guys on the pitch? Like, what is going on? Remember he was playing that? Who was the boy that he kept? Rogers kept playing the right back, a left back. What was his name? The boy that only played Gamba, Gamba, Gamba. He started playing. He just turned up in European games. It's the same as O'Reilly and Rodrick. There's no way those two players should be playing in the same team at this moment in time. No way. I don't think there's, a, there's not enough to be negative overall about I think where we are from where we were in the summer, I think pretty positive. But I, I, I'm, I will not change the fact that I'm really disappointed in the attitude towards Europe from some the club as a whole. I think, I think that's quite poor what we've done. But I know the big goals win the league, but We'll see. We'll see if we come to a Scottish Cup semi-final and we've got a big game in the Wednesday. Would you? Will we race players for a Scottish Cup? Or do I keep winning Scottish Cups and League Cups? To be honest, I would give them up every year and focus more on Europe. Why we we rack up Scottish Cups and League Cups year in year out? Play the young kids in that. Yeah, I wouldn't bother about domestic cups. I think the argument would be though that you know, you're talking about would you rest players for a game? I think more the argument with the European ones is because. They're taking players out of the country and they're flying and should travel. I think that's more more than. It's also, cup. because I think it's a bit of a Celtic. It's easier from a, 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 a superiority complex that they can beat all the teams in Scotland. I don't know. I think it's like well, we can go and smash a few of these Scottish teams, but comes to Europe, I, we've got our excuses. We've, yeah. Celtic, we've got excuses for everything in Europe. We always have. But there's also that thing in Scotland. If if you don't win the cup. They might win it, and there's also that thing, you know, and they don't want the, other, the Rangers to win it, which is that's always going to be a case in Scotland. And Chris, you were saying there about the, um, it's more than more, it's more the clubs' um, attitude to Europe, isn't it? They've just been like that for so long. They, they, they never back the manager. It always comes to the end of the season, and we never make any signings until we're, it's pretty much it's almost we're, we're out of the Champions League already. We're out, qualified, get knocked out of the qualifiers before we actually buy players. Just. We've not got a very kind of progressive attitude towards Europe. It's always just, just do enough, just do enough for the Scottish League. But um, you wonder if that'll ever change. I suppose yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's that Celtic video, isn't it? That's 19, the Centenary video. It's that, it's, that's the problem of our lives, isn't it? We spent all years watching the Centenary video because that was the only Celtic video they had. And it's the <laughs> Lisbon Lions and all that. And then you can, I mean, you can quote it all day. But maybe that's my problem. I've just been watching that for years and then thinking to myself, we should be... Because Celtic sell themselves as a European club. Yeah. I mean, I think my brother mentioned that. And to me, it's like, if you look over the last four years, other than the, the couple of years under Renew and possibly two under Strachan, they've pretty much done nothing in Europe, really. Strachan was, Strachan was pretty much... You look two at his years record, it was brilliant. Three years of Renew. Five years of last since the early 80s, Scotland, Celtic haven't done anything in Europe. Oh. It's significant if you think about it because O'Neill well, went. That. Jeez. And that's literally, I, I, I think we all romanticise about it all and 
we should we should be there's no time we should be doing better but we just don't for many reasons but yeah but I bring back Paul Taylor the the bandage left back is it was it Mo Kamara McManus and Caldwell centre half Paul Hartley and yeah. Robson what a midfielder Robson eh? Paul Hartley and what's his face the Australian was it Australian up front was it McDonald and McDonald Heslink did we beat AC Milan did we no, we, we, they, they knocked us out after 120 minutes when the Kaka scored Lennon, Lennon fell in his arse in the half really and then it was, was they wanted tired. to win the Champions League that year um, no, no, and you always think Lennon would have, should have just ripped him apart like take him down but I think he was too knackered because it was about 180 18th minute so uh, what was the score in that game was that did that no, was no, that no, home 0-0 no, no, away way extra time and then Kaka went through and I mean, that was, as you said, you said that was by Paul Telford at right back and McManus is at centre half with Caldwell. Caldwell and Lee Naylor left back, I mean. I was seeing the bandage, I was Lee Naylor. Remember the uh, bandage? With a good few Scottish players on that team as well, would that okay? Apart from Paul Hartley, obviously. Maybe like them. <laughs> Holy <laughs> Cross? Holy Cross, boy. Aye, the man who wanted to play for Rangers, enough said. We used to go past the. I'll finish this up. We used to go past uh, Livy's hut. Danny was always so Livy was the Dundee United coach, and he was always picking the players and all that. Carry on. So we oh, this is unless I, people can write into the podcast. Unless I have dreamt this, there used to be a hut in Holy Cross, right? So it was a three or four huts. So I don't know what you call them now, prefabs or something. Like that, but it was just these huts outside the English building, and there was big pictures. Of Richie, my bozza, and Paul Hartley with Scotland strips. The kids, <laughs> the, the school. So where's that Scotland strip on a Monday? Is that the SFA man? <laughs> 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 it still has a whole Scottish idea. <laughs> so that's a Scottish boy strip. Quite so, tight on him, by the way. Always <laughs> <laughs> tight on him. Richie had like long hair, like kind of oh. curly hair, and Paul Hartley used to look down on you, and it just like. I just knew I was never going to be as great as those two individuals. That's quite a down on your life at this moment. Every day walking out with your English homework and then you look up and there's Paul Hartley looking down and you're going, ah, I'm Paul Hartley. Uh, <laughs> was it, I wasn't even the greatest Paul in my own school, you know what I mean? <laughs> I probably was even the greatest Paul Kane in my own school. It was all the Paul Kane's I mean. <laughs> Paul McStay was he a few years older than you? He was a few years older. One or yeah. two. Just a few, just a few. I think. He's <laughs> <laughs> not that old, just because he's he's that hair. He's never that old. I know, because I've got the spud gun and the old head. That's a Dixon. You had a few, few football players from your school. Yeah, there was. Hey, Danny, he was the best. Danny, wasn't he? of course. Danny never, Danny's never lost a game. Never lost a game of football. <laughs> never. Uh. <laughs> one of the funniest one of the funny Danny's probably but Danny will listen because he's, he's but one of the funniest times ever when I met I because Danny Danny doesn't play football anymore because he hurt his leg and all that so I met a, 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 a woman you probably know her so mm-hmm. a well kept woman from Bothell and <laughs> in, the, in the Dublin airport and she was going flying back after a weekend in Dublin and she, I'm like, blah, blah. And she's like, do you know Danny Kelly? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, one of the best lines I've ever heard. 
She says, yeah, me and Daddy go to, go to Zumba class together. <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I, had to go, I had to go to the toilet and just sat there. Good picture that. Oh, Daddy. Uh, Zumba class. Don't be telling any stories about Danny in a Zumba class. Is. Chris Dixon, don't do it, don't do it. It's not worth your time. Is he still running? Last time, I've seen him a few times, he's been running, uh, mate. Few, doing a few 10Ks, still looks fit. Fuck. Zumba. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, on that lovely note, and my... Yes, I think so, that's so basically, basically, that's a therapy session that ends up talking about my belief and Chris Nelson's belief that Celtic should do better in Europe and then we realise the reason why is because I can't be better than Paul Hartley and Richie McBeary is that basically it that, that was the therapy session that was worth 100 euros any chance of inviting us on after we win a game next time a bit more upbeat so what's Chris Nelson's one what's you guys is it it's just, it's just Ali McCoy hangs over his scope right like a dark cloud does he we are Ali McCoy Ali McCoy hangs over you Paul Wright, the ex-commandment player. Right, come on, come on, come on, Dixon, you're better than him. Robbie Lickers. Aye, there's not much. I can't even get him for Sweeney, Sweeney. Sweeney at one stage was... He made it into the first team. Did he? I'm talking about the seven side team, he made it into the first team. He was in the reserves for a couple of years. I always thought Sweeney was given a bad... A bad draft, his football ability, but then maybe, maybe that was just me. Maybe that shows you how much I know about football. I thought Sweeney was a, a, a diamond, a diamond in the rough. That's a good player, right. just a bit greedy, a bit money. <laughs> very good sevens, but his boy, his boys are brilliant players, and actually, they're oh, very, very good. Really good guy, I've seen his be, I've seen his be boy playing. He's, he's competitive. <laughs> very competitive. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad he's thing, that age. I like this, yeah. You'd like him. He'd play well with Celtic tonight. <laughs> we get the mentality. Yeah, we get... he, he would have taken that line down anyway. So, jo- so Joshua plays football, blah, blah, right? Anyway, big deal. And uh, Joshua's like, anyway, and uh, all his wee mates run about. And so all, all his wee mates are in the different houses down here. And they were, I came in from work yesterday or whatever day I worked. And the boys were playing football without a referee. So basically, we used to call it hacky tacky. I've never been so proud of Joshua. He was just like him and like three boys lying between each other and trying to kick each other and fighting. And they're just rumbling around. I'm like, well done, Joshy. I mean, you've not lost that Scottish mentality. <laughs> 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 not into that Gaelic stuff, is it? Gaelic football? No, no. No, no I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't no, no. Football and hockey. Even the rugby stuff, they love the rugby over here, but uh, I'm trying to guide them away from that sort of nonsense. But we will see. So anyway, I I really appreciate you two guys. I'm sorry. Well, look, like, guys, I've I've had a, it's it's like me trying to chase these goodbye women. I, I keep asking, you, come on, guys, and you're like, oh, Paul, Thursday night, or washing our hair. Friday, I've got to get my mates. I'm like, well, lads, oh, Monday. So I've Monday. asked you. I've got a bad I, record with East Kilbride people giving me knockbacks. So I have been asking you, continue, you want to come on. So if you two get yourself sorted, and I'll try and phone Angie and ask him to maybe tactically sort out a game for East to win. <laughs> I mean, just, 
We'll do it after a league game because that seems to be we're focusing on the league game. So we'll, go and we'll get a league game. Hope you've been. That's European crap. We've been trying to That's wait Europe. the time that you're busy and we can get Bertie to host. Oh, well, Bertie, <laughs> I Bertie comes out. You've got to go for uh, national holidays with Bertie. There's there's two days. There's two, two, two days mind. off for the Queen. Been seventy five or something. It's seventy five years. Maybe we'll do two or three podcasts that day. <laughs> I mean, she might be dead before then. Well, there's a rumour that she has already. I've heard that. Um, yeah. we'll, have a, we'll have a podcast then. Well, maybe Aaron, <laughs> maybe, maybe Aaron Ramsey will score. Ramsey scores or she, the Queen passes away. Ramsey, 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 Ramsey gets a game. <laughs> <laughs> he played against Anne Athletic for seven seconds. Oh, and then he's like, sorry, lads. Injured again. I'm injured. Not sure I'll laugh yet, to be fair, until the season's out. Aye, aye. Egging my face many times with that one. You, you won't get any dangerous fans listening to this pod, will we? Don't know. Uh, I think so. Okay. <laughs> my, my dad's not even listening <laughs> nowadays, so <laughs> I don't know if it, maybe you just fans. Maybe no, maybe your janitor. That was it. That was off the off the before you joined. Chris Dixon mm. said he's he's Johnny at the schools are Rangers fan. I'm like, oh, man, we're not having that, Danny. So Danny sends his kids to school with a Rangers fan as a Johnny. I'm going to speak to Kelly about that. I'll have a bathroom, yeah. Sort it out. I mean, <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much. You take care. All the best. Cheers. Bye-bye. See you bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye.